we're working on something here at Mike of New York, something that is, uh, shall we say, a little bit different. You see, earlier this morning, I got an email from Politico magazine. It's, it's their normal subscriber email, you know, the Politico playbook. And I started looking through it. Uh, a friend of mine uh, in media told me that, uh, you know, you always need to research what you read and not just look at what you read and ask for proof. It's always good to go out and find out what is going on. And that is when you see exactly what is happening. Now, when I saw this in Politico, uh, it talks about Eric Adams and Rupert Murdoch having a bromance that the two have had dinner, and that Eric Adams is uh, the makings of a tabloid gold mine, that he's talked to the owners and editors of three newspapers, and that deals have been done, and the uh, basically anointed mayor in waiting uh, has pretty much an easy walk between now, the start of early voting, until Election Day on November 2nd. Adam's nighttime extracurricular activities just this past week has been interesting. Now, on Friday night, according to Politico, the mayoral nominee dined at the swanky members-only club called Casa Cipriani with Paolo Zampoli who was the person who introduced Melania Trump to Donald and the man who uh, is also the Dominica ambassador to the United Nations. Now, he's been trying to get uh, some of uh, the city's landmarks, the Brooklyn Bridge, the Empire State Building, onto the UNESCO World Heritage Site list, which is also an admirable thing. Adams uh, was out Saturday night to midnight at Zero Bond, Bond. Just think of Bond. You know, there's something interesting there. Uh, another members only nightclub. Celebrities like Tom Brady go there, Kim Kardashian, uh, and they've uh, cocooned themselves there apparently during the pandemic. So Adams was also at the Slate nightclub in, uh, well, they said Salvatore Pedagamo Loafers for a fundraiser that he hosted. Uh, together with bar owner Telly Hatsigiroli or Hatsigiroli. Uh, he gave a shout out to the nightlife industry and has been pretty much a very popular part of the city's exclusive nightclub scene uh, for the Democratic nominee. You'd hardly notice he was running for election considering he's there, he's on TikTok, he's on all these places. And just the bills at those nightclubs alone run into the thousands of dollars to be able to go there. See, just, just talking about it and the siren sound, you know, you don't want to talk about that. You know, you don't want to talk about that. Now, Rupert Murdoch and Bill de Blasio have not had a good relationship. From 2013, uh, it was back and forth between Murdoch's staff and de Blasio. We're not talking about Murdoch's media side. We're talking about Murdoch's investment side. Remember, he's one of the largest property investors in New York City, uh, in many parts of the city, uh, along with others. And uh, it's a pro-business event. You know, he comes together with different business investors and do, does stuff for the city. Now, Murdoch never made an attempt to connect with de Blasio after being rebuffed once, according to Politico. Adams uh, took the opposite route. They've met over dinner. 
uh, this year at least twice. Uh, Adams is basically a centrist Democrat. Uh, the former cop positions himself that way, but his views are very much seen in uh, proximity more to socialist groups when it comes to much of their activities. Political wrongly claims that they have the same views as Murdoch. Not exactly so. Maybe the same views as Murdoch's sons, the younger Murdoch's, but not Rupert. Rupert's a little more conservative in his viewpoints based on what I've seen. Uh, I have done reporting for some of Mr. Murdoch's news organizations, and there's a huge difference between the Murdoch property side, businesses, entertainment side, and what he does, uh, the way he runs his uh, uh, news organizations. Now, people at the Post have said the newsroom is not pleased about the paper's light touch on Adams. Murdoch isn't the only billionaire media figure uh, in court with Adams. Uh, Former Mayor Mike Bloomberg is throwing a couple of fundraisers for Adams, one in August, and has been consulting with him as he sets up a government. Now, you got to remember, Michael Bloomberg was elected as a Republican and uh, eventually left the party and moved uh, towards the Democrat side. Now, at his fundraiser at uh, Slate on Sunday, Adams uh, told Political Playbook that he was taking advice from almost all of the living former mayors and their first deputy mayors. However, I don't think he's taking any advice from Rudy Giuliani, or at least he doesn't even to be talking about them. Uh, you know, with the city's nightlife empresarios on September 11th, uh, he announced that Zero Bond, that when he became mayor, he was going to create a city where nightlife lives and grows and grows further. Now, this item was reported by Tara and New York City Hall Bureau Chief Sally Goldberg. And you gotta, you gotta look up uh, Sally and see exactly where she's coming from because it, when, you, when you learn who the reporters are, you see it. Now, the one point that I have with Sally Goldberg at Political Playbook, there's one point I have with the New York Daily News, there's one point I have with the New York Times, and this is something that they missed. The problem is most of these reporters rarely go east of the Hudson and rarely go west of the Atlantic. I mean, some of them may do hop across the pond, go over to Europe to, to do the vacation scene. But their idea of Monaco being a place where, uh, you know, James Bond plays, that's kind of old school. That's kind of really, really old. I don't think uh, there's been a Bond movie with Monaco as a setting uh, for some time now. In fact, if you want to hear what Monaco is into, you get a look at something like Journeyman Pictures. You know, as you listen to the fountains in the background, as they play in the opening sequence of this video, they show you scenes of Monaco. The announcer slowly comes in as the violins are playing. Nearly the roll of the dice away from the Monte Carlo Casino, a Monaco banker belts out his favorite Russian folk song. And he's celebrating more than just European monetary union. For if Monaco's enemies are to be believed, the money men are now singing all the way to the bank, courtesy of their best new customers, the Russian Mafia. Apparently, the Russians are coming, and lots of them, with suitcases full of cash. The loot from asset stripping 
gun running and drug trafficking. La raison d'être de Monaco aujourd'hui vit exclusivement de la fraude fiscale et du blanchiment d'argent sale des autres pays. And we will have more on this and other things. What really did Eric Adams do in Monaco? Why would a, someone running for mayor of New York City go to one of Europe's biggest money laundering centers just in the middle of the campaign season? Hey, Politico. Hey, New York Post. Hey, everybody else. Does anybody know or see something here? I mean, I've only been a journalist for 30 years. We only used to talk about this kind of stuff when we were covering corruption in Southeast Asia, where a lot of the money winds up in places like Macau, which is kind of the sister city of Monaco. And if you or anybody knows anything about the gaming industry, one thing that is made clear is the gaming industry tries to stay as far away from the mob as possible. So why, oh why? Would anyone go to a town where bribery and not James Bond is the main game that many people see when it comes to public officials going into the city? Now, we're not saying Eric Adams is doing anything there. We're just saying, why isn't media in New York City asking that very same question? Hey, <laughs> the envelope, please. You guys, <laughs> we know exactly and let's just find out as the story grows and the music plays that song i'm mike of new york and this has been a bonus spot what exactly was eric adams doing in monaco you don't know because he's not telling anybody but he certainly wasn't playing at casino royale and the monte carlo Think about it. Think about it really, really well. Right? Because you never know what could be coming next. Courtesy of their best new customers, the Russian Mafia. Apparently, the Russians are coming, and lots of them, with suitcases full of cash. The loot from asset stripping, gun running, and drug trafficking. La raison d'être de Monaco aujourd'hui vit exclusivement de la fraude fiscale et du blanchiment. I'm Italian origin, so don't tell me I'm mafia. <laughs> but not everyone sees the joke. One of the 16 Russians deported in Monaco's mafia crackdown was a Fedcom director wanted in three countries on a variety of fraud and passport offences. All the detested Grimaldi dynasty once and for all. We'll find out more when 
we have more in store. I'm Mike of New York.